welcome back to They Made Another One? Where each week we study an often forgotten installment in a franchise, sort of, and see how it holds up all on its own. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm your other host, Liam. And this week we have two wonderful guests. One is a self-described on Twitter as, quote, writer-director-idiot. You'll know him from Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts on Netflix, as well as Final Space, Clarence, and probably for most of the people listening, Mortal Podcast. The other is a food photographer and blogger whose work you can find at leisurefanclub.com. Both are imminently about to become parents, and yet they've decided to spend their time with us, and we thank them for that. Ben and Kirby Meckler, welcome (laughs) to the show. Hello. (laughs) Hi. And, um, you know, we... I've been in the the Discord for Ben's podcast, and I was pitching guest opportunities and things that people might want to do, and I mentioned a very specific film, and you immediately called dibs. So it felt oh, yeah. like we, yeah. we had to hit this one. Um, so we were talking about <laughs> Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. And just for a quick rundown, that is a 2018 sequel to the and original. Prequel. And prequel. Yeah, it, there's a lot <laughs> of layers to this movie. Um, it's like an onion. It, it is. There's, there's a lot to get to. Um, it's directed by <laughs> Ole Parker. Um, and he's got a thing where apparently he just does movies that have funny sequel titles. Because he worked on The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and then a movie called The Second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. That's right. Which is very funny. I mean, why even bother making a sequel if you're not going to have a funny title? Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah. And most of the shows that, most of the movies rather that we end up covering don't do funny titles and they're almost all worse for it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like the least you could do. You could make a real <laughs> piece of shit movie, but if you've got a funny title, it's a lot of goodwill. Yeah. You're giving you're us a lot to work with. With very little effort. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, what is the title for the second Orphan movie going to be? Orphans. Do we know? Orphans. <laughs> <Yeah>. Orphans. <laughs> the Orphan. Yeah. Um, the Orphan works. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so or- the... Orphaned. Orphaned. There's a lot of options they have with that. Um, screenplay is also by Ol Parker. The story is by Katherine Johnson, Richard Curtis, and Ol Parker. Edited by Peter Lambert, cinematography by Robert Yaoman, music by Ann Dudley, and of course, everyone's favorite band, ABBA. And for a quick cast rundown so we can get right into the important stuff, uh, we have Amanda Seyfried, Lily James, Dominic Cooper, Christine Baranski, Jessica Keenan-Wynn, Julie Walters, Alexa Davies, Pierce Brosnan, Jeremy Irvine, Colin Firth, Hugh Skinner, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Dillon, and Andy Garcia. And last but not least, a surprise appearance from, well, surprise to me, I guess, Meryl Streep. And of course, Cher is in the mix as well, (laughs) Um, because why wouldn't she be in the mix as well? And um, yeah, this is one of those, like you said, sequel, prequel. So I do have to list like basically everyone in it because every character's got multiple actors. And that's a fun responsibility to have. But so, yeah, Mamma Mia is something that... uh, I think I want to I want to throw I want to throw to you guys first because you clearly have the the Mamma Mia hype and the expertise things that I'm not oh, yeah. bringing to the table. So do you guys want to start with sort of your previous experience with Mamma Mia and or ABBA? I do remember a tweet I think about going to the ABBA museum. So I'm sure there's a lot to get to. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about our personal history with the Mamma Mia franchise, um, I think we've seen both movies at least two or three dozen times each. Wow. Hundreds, but... Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't think that is in any way overshooting it either. Uh, every time we have anyone come stay with us, inevitably the movies just wind up playing. Um, it, usually it's a bit where it's like we'll throw one on in the background and then inevitably we'll watch the whole thing and the other one, whichever one we started with. Sometimes it's fun <laughs> to mix up the order. Yeah. 
Um, stop one of them halfway through and then start the other one. Oh yeah. We've had many friends come over to show them the movies. Um, People need to know. They need to see the Mamma Mia films. They do. It's that simple. Did we see the first Mamma Mia together? No, I don't think so. I think okay. it was like right before we met. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Something like that. But yeah, we, we didn't see the first movie together, but we did wind up... Uh, I wasn't even like... Blown. I liked the first movie when I saw it in theaters, but it wasn't like a thing for me until I started watching it uh, more times. <laughs> Just and slowly the... Yeah. <laughs> We, we had like bought it on DVD or Blu-ray or something and um, just kept watching it over and over. And every time it just got better and better. Was there it's like, just enchanting. Yeah. It is. So, so like, was there a specific reason or was it just like you were falling prey to the charms of the fairy tale-esque charms of Mamma Mia? It was kind of a simple. bit at first. Right. Yeah. Maybe at first it was a bit. Yeah. Like a bit that became yeah. just true love. I mean, our like close, our like core friend group, our closest friends are all like devotees of ABBA and of, of Mamma Mia. So it was easy. I think like at the time. Well, and theater. And theater in general. <laughs> Kirby and I met doing musical theater. A lot of our closest friends come from musical theater world. So it was just something that was easy to throw on when we were with our closest friends or even possibly when they were our roommates like years ago. I can't remember when we started uh, religiously worshiping Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's, so Before it was we like, moved out to LA. Yeah, it might have been pre-LA. It might have been while we were still in college. <laughs> Sounds like this was like inevitable then, like whether or not yeah. you knew. Because yes. it's one of those things you can only do it ironically for so long before like mm-hmm. you just start to love the thing. Um, yeah. I totally get that. And so it's kind of our relationship to Xanadu as well. I think we had yeah, a, a very similar relationship to her. It was ironic, okay. maybe like the first time. And then it was like, no, I just love this. Yeah. No, it's I totally not ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so did, did the love for ABBA become before or after the movie? Like, was it like, oh shit, they're making a movie full of ABBA songs? Or was it, you saw Mamma Mia and then you were like, oh shit, this band's pretty good, huh? The show came first because I had seen the stage show okay. a couple times when I was like much younger. Um, that and there was also was it S Club Seven? Oh yeah, S Club Seven. No, 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 not S Club no, Seven. Not it, S was, Club it was eighteen. Yeah, teens. Abba teens. were big Wait, when we were real? children. Yeah, I know yes. what S Club Seven is. I think Liam probably also knows what S Club Seven is. I have never heard of the Abba teens in my life. They were they were contemporaries for us. Yeah. <laughs> 18 slapped hard uh, when um yeah when Kirby and I were younger maybe like fifth grade ish something like that um yeah S Club 7 was on TV but also they were trying to push the A-teens on us which were teens that were singing ABBA songs it's really like they were like well uh we gotta get these kids in ABBA obviously these are classic tunes but we're gonna need some hot teens to to, to reel them in to sell so we'll it. just have a group of hot teens exclusively cover the music of ABBA <laughs> and you know what it's it's weird because i feel like you lay that out and it sounds like a totally insane thing but it's like no i mm-hmm. completely believe that that existed and had its moment probably i'm sure people like that i'm sure yeah they should do it for more bands i think yeah. it's, it's, i think so yeah. we, we don't get enough niche kids bop yeah where's like <laughs> teen sabbath right <laughs> liam this is your Can chance you to, to spin your <laughs> musical talent into uh becoming the ultimate oh liam what's that you showed me a bunch of videos from that band you really like. What band is that called? Uh, Counting Crows? Yeah, you have to do Team Counting oh, Crows. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Counting <laughs> Crows. Yes. And then we can... We can 
No, and then no matter what, no matter what we can make, we we can do a, a podcast episode about that group. We can expand our podcast to covering S Club Three and all other spin-off pop groups. There you go. It feels right. It's yeah. an endless. It's an endless font of of new content. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um. But yeah, so we got really into Mamma Mia. Kir- Kirby, yeah, Kirby, you'd seen the show. I had never seen the show. I had very little familiar familiarity with it. I knew the like mainline songs by ABBA, but I, I didn't really go deep mm-hmm. on the fandom. Uh, my best friend Walter had always been a massive fan, so I would say if anything, I maybe knew more of their music just because of him. Um, but once we started going hard on Mamma Mia, uh, it very quickly spiraled into like a full-on ABBA obsession yeah. until, yes, we did We did spend a day in Stockholm and made our entire day revolve around walking all the way from one <laughs> end of the city to the other end of the city um, just so we could go to the museum like the second it opened. I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Oh my it was gosh. Awesome. Was it worth it? Incredible museum. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> yes, it was. And then um, by sheer luck, when Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again came out, I was working on Kipo at DreamWorks, and DreamWorks is a universal company. So we actually got to watch Here We Go Again uh, before everyone else when they did a special company screening at the the DreamWorks movie (laughs) theater. It's true. I did show up in cosplay. Yes. Of... Of what? Of Donna. Okay. Donna. Yeah. <laughs> really, I just wore overalls and like some espadrilles. I, I mean, <laughs> based on what I've seen, that's perfectly on brand for Donna. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, yeah. did you Kirby go- has also got a pregnancy edition Donna <laughs> yeah. cosplay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, <laughs> got a maternity overall I, I did. Ha- I did have the thought, like, as we got closer to the end of the movie, where I was like, oh, look at that. Look at this thematic resonance we're bringing <laughs> to, to the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It can happen. Could happen today. Could happen today. You never know. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was thinking maybe as a cosplay, you could have just done the full like Donna and the Dynamos outfit, but then you would have probably been the only person in some really outrageous like. Well, actually, secret. no. Some people showed up dressed really? as Donna and the Dynamos. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Just like DreamWorks employees are just like showing up. We've got there the costumes real to work. Yeah, yeah. I'm work. vastly underestimating. I think the the Mamma Mia fandom and how deep it goes. Granted, oh, you I, really are. I did yeah. find yeah. out there was a stage show yesterday, so I am catching <laughs> up on this whole thing. So um, it's all kind of news to me. Dare I say it's all kind of Greek to me? But that's a bad oh. joke. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> we got comedy on this podcast. Um, so you guys are the well acquainted. Mamma Mia slash Abba heads who can guide us through this. Liam, if I remember correctly. You had not seen any of them, and it, it sounded a bit like you also didn't have any interest. Is that right? No, I thought no? that this movie and and my big fat Greek wedding were the same thing, and right. I also thought not I, the same thing. And I and I thought that it was also the same thing as uh, Les Mis, which I also haven't seen. <laughs> and I've I. I still have no idea what the differences are. So I was expecting. Um, There's no Abba uh, and Les Mis for sure. <laughs> there's well, there's, there's, there's Amanda Seyfried. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> there, there's someone in Les Mis who's like a terrible singer, right? Some A-list actor, and that that always gets talked about. I think Russell Crowe. Crow. Russell Crowe. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The comparison is often made between Russell Crowe's singing and Pierce Brosnan's singing in Mamma Mia, and I am firmly in the camp of pro both. 
Okay. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I agree that technically Pierce Brosnan is not a good singer. However, I prefer the sound of his voice to so many voices I have heard. Um, I just think it has a nice tone to it, and his heart is entirely in it. And yeah. I, I feel he's similar. He's having the most fun he's ever had in yeah. his entire life. It's about yeah. committing I can't to the bit. Say the same as for yeah. Russell Crowe, but yeah, Russell, uh, I, I like his voice in Les Mis. I don't feel I don't hate I don't. it as much as some people do. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I definitely would say like there's no comparison to Pierce really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I had no problem with Pierce in this movie, and I just kept expecting Russell Crowe to show up and sing terribly <laughs> because I thought it was the same movie for most of the runtime. Um. So, so no, I didn't. I didn't know anything about Mamma Mia. So Liam, you're Real twist. Yeah. yeah you're, so your girlfriend's parents are like way way into my my big fat Greek wedding, right? That's right. And so you still thought that was also Mamma Mia. Well, <laughs> no, I, of course, after we watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, I knew there was a difference, but <laughs> I think we first put Mamma Mia on our list because it came up during the Big Fat Greek Wedding yeah. 2 episode, and that might we have been because... the potential of an expanded fanfic crossover universe. That's right, oh. and so, it, yeah, it, it might have come <laughs> up on that episode that I thought that this was also going to be Mamma Mia. Right. So for a long time, I didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I will say that Kirby and I are also diehard Big Fat Greek Wedding fans to the extent that we did have a My Big Fat Greek Weekend that when I, yeah. Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 came out where we watched the first movie and went out for Greek food and then immediately watched the second movie in theaters. <laughs> yeah, it was a great day. I, I love the the picture we're being painted of how committed you guys are to like the good shit where you're just like, yep, this is the thing. We love this and we're going to go all out to celebrate this thing percent yeah that's great (laughs) and so liam quick um so you were not up to speed on the mamma mia cinematic offerings what about abba were you big on them at all no dude i thought that abba was a fake band (laughs) what do you what does that even mean (laughs) it means like i i thought they were like the monkeys like they were invented for mamma mia What? Were the monkeys not real? Well, the monkeys actually played music, but they were created as a parody. Liam, do you mean you thought they were like television show? Yeah, they were like artificially created. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it. I I thought it was something like that. Yeah, dude, that Um, that rules so hard. And so while I was watching, revealing Liam, and that that is something you you are suspicious of anyone doing just at all. Like that that's a place your mind went naturally. That wouldn't be the headline (laughs) of, of the band. Yeah. That's another one of those monkey situations. <laughs> one of those. There's only like five real bands in the world. The rest of them are all just shams. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think I think there was one song in this movie that I heard, and I was like, I've heard this song somewhere. But Do you besides know which that, one it was? Uh, if, if someone were to sing it to me, I would definitely know <laughs> which one it was. Queen? I would imagine. It was probably yes. Queen. Probably that was yeah. the one. Queen. That was the one. Yeah. Um, Fernando. That would have been really funny. <laughs> um so i don't i don't know what rock i've been living under dude that i (laughs) i I hadn't heard of any of these things and and couldn't pick them out of the lineup but no this was totally new to me um i just jumped right in with with here we go again despite never having went in the first place how does it feel to be in my shoes for once yeah yeah Corey, (laughs) where were you with this thing well okay i'm i'm exaggerating a little bit because i had not seen mamma mia one however i was I was very aware it existed that it was distinct from other movies, which does give me a leg up. And yes. um, <laughs> in terms of uh, 
ABBA, it's like, I don't know, man, everybody loves ABBA. So I was pretty, I wouldn't say I was like deep in on ABBA, but it's one of those things where anytime it comes on, I'd get pretty psyched. I do have a coworker right now who is just stoked as fuck on ABBA all the time. So during the show that we produce, like we try to get ABBA in there when we get chances to do that. And um, oh, I, yeah. I actually let him know that we were doing this. And he said, I want to come on and talk about ABBA. Or rather, I want to come on and talk about Mamma Mia. And I was like, I don't know. We could try to like invent a reason for you to come on and do that. It doesn't really <laughs> fit with the show, but we'll see. So um, like the ABBA specialist. Yeah. yeah so um, lately. Dr. ABBA. Yeah. Dr. ABBA. Callum, a.k.a. Dr. ABBA. But lately. <laughs> Gizmo didn't like that. <laughs> I don't he didn't know. like that at all. <laughs> And um, it's literally howling at nothing. There's nothing going on. <laughs> this is the the ghost of Abba's past. Um, but uh, yeah. So lately, I've been thinking a lot about Abba and Mamma Mia. And then obviously, we had this on the list, and um, I knew it was coming up. But to do so, Ben, I think I had messaged you, and I was like, "How much do I need to know going in?" And your response was, "Don't know anything." So that's yeah. what I did. Well, um, check. And I gotta say, uh. There, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll just go for it. When I realized that part of the whole thing was that she just had three dads, that was a hell of a mm-hmm. reveal to just get like without any fanfare because yeah. you're supposed to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually that's the first thing you know. Yeah. yeah, I I just knew like I knew Meryl Streep was in there. I knew it had a lot of good songs. <laughs> I knew I'm pretty. Sure, I was like 90 percent sure there was a wedding involved. But other than that, I was not up to speed on the dad situation. So that was a fun thing wow. to just kind of realize. Yeah. What was your initial, how did you initially process that? Were you assuming <laughs> they were her biological fathers uh, or did you kind of, when that reveal was made, were you kind of like, Oh, I get it. She doesn't know which one is her. Like how far and how much did you understand what that meant? See, Well, that's the thing where it's like my brain ruled out. It's not biological, like pretty quick. Cause I was like, I don't know how this doesn't seem like a sci-fi film and I don't know the logistics of that, but yeah. Um, Sperm cocktail. Yeah. Oh God. But I did. I did <laughs> sort of have. Um, I did kind of have an inclination that it was probably like they're like father figures. Like that's mm. probably what we mean. Um, right. I figured. I didn't know how nope. literal it was, but realizing <laughs> it was a little bit more literal than that, and it's that they're not just father figures. It's that all of them seem to have willingly decided to take on the responsibility of being her dad even that's though right. they don't know that. And I think that's a really interesting thing to include. Um, but just getting hit with that <laughs> without any other knowledge is, it's a trip. Um, yeah, I bet. It's, om- it's almost as funny as when they have the two pictures of Lily James on the wall and then Meryl Streep is in the middle and you're supposed to believe it's the same person. I love the movie's commitment to the fact that those two people don't look alike and they don't care. <laughs> it's extremely good. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, because you know we live in a we're living. It's, it's all Mama Mia's world, and we're just living in it. And um, <laughs> these are all these are all Donna. Um, I guess just yeah, it's a, just a handful of Donnas. Yeah, it's just a handful of Donnas. So for anybody who um, is listening, who got this far, who maybe doesn't know the deal with um, Mama Mia, here we go again. Arguably the best titled movie of 2018. I can't think of any other contenders off the top of my head. Oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. And um, arguably the best quality. I guess we'll have to get into that. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, Sophie, who is played by Amanda Seyfried, who is um, rebuilding and sort of getting ready for this big grand opening of a hotel that her mom, Donna, who is uh, Meryl Streep, but you mostly see Lily James playing that character in flashbacks for this, um, had sort of set up 
after sort of, you know, going on this very idyllic sort of life journey that we see across the movie. And then, but uh, I don't know if they say how recent it was, but like that character has passed away. And so they're sort of working through that. And then, so you get the juxtaposition of Amanda Seyfried's character sort of going through the emotional highs and lows of trying to sort of meet that expectation and get everything ready along with um, the journey that Donna goes on, like meeting those three dudes that are the dad figures, which are Sam, Harry, and Bill. And you you get this like parallel of where they're at in their lives because they're in the same place and they're about the same age doing kind of the same thing. And um, along the way, there are a lot of really good song numbers and there's a lot of really bold scene transitions and it's weird because that's really all I kind of have to say. It's pretty light on like plot. Um, it's, yeah, it's about characters yeah. and relationship. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're going to see how piece. these people interact. And uh, that's sort of the gist of it. Um, I do I do feel like I know how, how you guys, Ben and Kirby, feel about this. So I do want to go straight to Liam. And I'm just going to put him on the spot immediately. Which is, Liam, I need to know if you liked this movie. I really sure, do. I did- yeah, I'll sum it up pretty quickly. Oh no. Did I li- did I like this movie? No. Did I like Abba's music? Yes. Did I like Abba's music enough to watch this movie that I didn't like again? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, what a, that's a you wild take. Twice? <laughs> did I, you I, watch I, it I twice? Ha- like it, Liam. I think you just struggled <laughs> yeah. with admitting you that you like it. it. <laughs> That's the thing. As I was listening to you guys talk about your journey with this movie and it maybe being a bit for a while and then it at some point became a real love, I, I'm kind of just seeing myself in you guys in that I'm thinking, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's right. I've, I've only seen the movie once. Um, I, I don't know what my future with it is going to hold, but listening to you guys talk, it seems kind of likely because, man, I... I really, really liked the music in this movie. And that's really the, the only really takeaway I have. But when I liked the music so much, I mean, I'm definitely going to give the movie another shot for sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, th- I don't know why you started with saying you don't like it because I very much think you do. But <laughs> yeah, It sounds like you really, really like it, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, it sounds like you're, you're like actively filling out the application form to join the fan club. You guys are helping me. You guys are helping me come out as a Mamma Mia fan. Well, you know, this is a welcoming space, and we're open, and we're here to support you in in your journey, um, accepting that you like Mamma Mia. Um, cards on the table. I am not someone who I think if I had tried to watch, um, I guess the first Mamma Mia like when I was younger, because I don't know, it came out when I was like what two thousand eight, right? So I would have been like mm-hmm. eleven. <laughs> So I don't know how much I would have been seeking it out at that point. But I think if I had seen it when I was like a teenager, I probably would have thought I was like too cool for it or would have tried to act like I thought I was too cool for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know who I would have been fooling because what I've realized over the course of watching Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, is that uh, my ice cold heart has been warmed over by the power of a good jukebox musical. And I had the time of my life watching this movie. Yeah. (laughs) To the point where um, I had an overnight shift the next day and i had to do a two-hour drive before that and the whole way for both of those almost exclusively all i've listened to since watching the movie is the soundtrack to the movie 
Like, mm. I, oh like, man, I that warms my heart. This. To it. this is good. Um, and what is your favorite song off uh, the soundtrack? There's too many, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> How can you pick, really? I mean, like, I mean it because at first wow. I thought it was "Why Did It Have to Be Me?" Because that one's I really like that, but then you know one of us has that like good emotional core to it that's got a bit of a different vibe it's less of just a banger um yeah when i kiss the teacher is one of the most shocking oh, unexpected so things i've ever seen yes. in a movie uh which we can talk about more because holy shit but i think about the way that lady sings what a fine day pretty much every <laughs> single day it's of so my life what a fine day and she's just like she's, so much joy she's so committed like it's so oh, yeah. good um no, they're all like every song is great. Waterloo's a fun time. Mm-hmm. I have a dream is a good time. Obviously, dancing. Actually, you know what the answer is? I think <laughs> we got there. I think it's Super Trooper. Oh man, yeah. That credit yeah. scene Super kicks Trooper's so good. much ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they perform it in the first Mamma Mia too. That's one of the ones yeah. they cover in both, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh man, that that's yeah, what that's I struggled. Nice. I str- Yeah. I struggled the most with um, hearing how how good these songs are, how many bangers there are, and I was thinking, wow, they did this movie ten years ago. They would have picked the best songs, and these are the leftovers. There needs to be a third Mamma Mia because the, ABBA just must have an endless wealth of material that is good. Because this did not feel like a you know a B sides album or anything. These were these songs were fire. Mm-hmm. And so Liam. Was this your first time hearing like most of these? Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I I don't think I recognized anything until Dancing Queen. Um, That's and if I did, you know, I I, it's one of those things where like when you learn a new word, you start to see the word everywhere, and so you're like, okay, the word (laughs) was was around before I knew it. So like (laughs) maybe I've encountered the songs, but uh, they've never clicked at all. I I think it's my first time. Yeah. I will say they they are making a third one or at least developing a third one. And the plan is to use whatever ABBA songs are left to probably reuse some of the biggest songs where it's like, I'm not going to go to a Mamma Mia movie where they're not going to play dance. They're always going to play dance. Yeah, they're going to play dance. No matter how many they They're going to play Mamma Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're contractually obligated for some of those. Yeah, but but Abba's actually going to make new songs for what? the third one, or at least oh. that is the plan. You, yes, you know this movie clicked with me because I just got so excited about a rumor <laughs> about a possible third movie, and I haven't oh, even man, seen my, the first one. My youngest sister texted me the other day. She has been a huge fan of both of these films. Um, she's uh, she's eighteen, 18. now, so she would have been God when the first movie came out. I guess she would have been like ten, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? What's Wait, math? Eight, no, right? eight, eight, yeah. two of eight. Yes, yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> but um, maybe even yeah, younger. maybe younger. So she's been a huge fan of both films since she was uh really young, and she texted me the other day and was like, "Did you see the Mamma Mia rumors on TikTok?" She would have been six. I, I just did the like, math, but anyway. All right, there you go. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she texted me. She's like, "Did you see the Mamma Mia rumors on TikTok?" And I was like, "No, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> what do you mean? How are there rumors on TikTok?" <laughs> and she sent me like three paragraphs of like various rumors she had heard about what could, who might be in Mamma Mia three, who won't be, like who's doing music. I well, you yeah. know, the fandom is alive and well, and that's what counts. I think. Truly, what, what we sure. know for sure is that when inevitably a Mamma Mia three is made, we'll all be waiting in line, and we will not be alone. <laughs> Yes. No. All of Gen Z will be there with yeah, us. I will say, um, Liam and I, I think technically count 
as Gen Z, but like I also would not have known what the fuck is going on with TikTok Mamma Mia rumors. <laughs> that seems like a very specific niche. To a niche be spot. But um, I'm just trying to imagine what that would like look like. Is there someone dancing and like doing that thing where they like point to different sides of the screen and, and like, then, like text, text pops box? up? I think it has to be like a yeah. massive thing. It's like Pierce Brosnan is rumored to return in the third Mamma Mia film, but it's unclear <laughs> whether or not his character will be alive or be appearing as a spirit, as we've seen in previous Mamma Mia films. <laughs> <laughs> And there's like a footnote somehow. I don't even know how they got yeah. those in there, but um, <laughs> here's here's my here's my bibliography in the description of my Snapchat. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's weird because you know, obviously, the, we could talk about the music for four hours. I think, um, and I'm sure there are specific moments and specific numbers we'll get to. But there is something about the movie beyond the music that is just just so like overwhelmingly pleasant and just nice mm -hmm. to like be a part of or like let happen that um it's like the instant feel good th aspect of it um and i really i think part of it is that it's a movie that's exclusively about people who love each other yeah there's but, nothing yeah. else in the movie there's yeah. nothing else it's just characters that love each other and and um <laughs> like in in such um in such an unconditional way that like the thing I was trying to wrap my head around that's a perfect example of that is so um Donna's two friends uh Tanya and Rosie come to visit young Donna on the island where she is so they've flown like all the way around the world done all this traveling got there they do one song number and then Donna is upset about Sam so then when Bill comes back she's like I'm just gonna go on his boat and they just flew halfway around the world to see her and they just go, okay, whatever makes you happy, we will support yeah. you. And it's like, wow. Talk about taking the high road, man. <laughs> like, that's, uh, that really boils down the gesture, I think. Um, the only thing with that that I felt like was kind of weird was I was trying to get a handle on like the, the Sophie and Sky relationship because the first we see of it is, um, I don't it's not even really an argument. It's like it's like a mild disagreement that turns into song. But yeah. You the, see I'll, so little of well, that. I'll say that the, that the was, sky storyline in this movie is like not terrific. No, like, like the Sophie and Sky relationship in both movies is like the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz like I'm trying to get a feel for like what Sky's deal is really and I just, I have nothing. I have no idea. <laughs> like he wants to be oh, the yeah. businessman, I guess. He's got a lot yeah. more fun gags in the first movie where okay. he's like younger and more rambunctious. Yeah. And he's really like settled in this down. One they, had, they were like, we only have a couple of days with Dominic, so let's just get yeah. him in a hotel, do a single take musical number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let him sing longingly at this landline phone that he has yeah. for some reason. He's shooting Preacher season two, so we, we only have a couple of days with him. Yeah. That also felt true for um, Stellan Skarsgård and Colin Firth. It's like, we got these guys for the afternoon. <laughs> we got to get all these scenes done. Like, they seemed yeah. like they were having a yeah. lot more fun, but they just sort of, like, pop in, and it's like, oh, hey, guys. And then it's like, okay, the movie's over. Great. Well, it was nice seeing you. Um, I think uh, if that's actually interesting, because I'm, I'm curious. Like, I don't really know if that's because... Um, of limited time with those actors or if it's because like despite the fact she has three dads uh, Sam is definitely like the the uber dad it seems of, that of way. the trio yeah. and he's you know he's the he's the love he's of the chosen uh, father yeah he's the chosen dad <laughs> yes um, 
so that, yeah, so that could be it. He's the only one that appears to have um the 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 Donna shrine. The other two don't have mm-hmm. that, so I think he won that in some sort of duel, and he gets. So to tears be are shed father. on her behalf. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, Pierce is definitely that. So I do. I do think that's that's probably an aspect of it. I would be curious to know because I gotta say we're we're kind of hopping all over the place, but um, I hope I'm not the only person who felt this way. It really feels like they they had limited time, maybe because it feels like so much of this was shot on a green screen. <laughs> That. So that's also true of the first movie. Oh, it actually. is. That's like a so, conscious yeah. stylistic choice. I think it might be partially a choice. I think some of the shots that look like green screen are not green screen. I think it's just that the location is so that's what that place looks brightly like. lit. Yeah, honestly, I think it's so brightly lit. And I think when things fall off into infinity, we're so used to looking for green screen that sometimes it looks that way to us, even when yeah. it's not. Yeah, and obviously, um, like, flashback stuff, of course it is, because, like, they don't have... Yeah. But there are <laughs> shots with, like, Sophie in it where I'm like, she's just in a <laughs> Like... Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was, that was really... There is a shot that I'm, like, 90% sure was day for night, and I don't know why they did that, but... Um, <laughs> other th- it's, like, uh, Lily James and, uh, I don't know, one of the young, hot The rainstorm scene? Uh, um... Not the rainstorm, actually. There's a point where uh, there's a big fake full moon in the sky, and they're like walking mm. along like a ridge path, but it's tinted so blue that they put oh, the moon yeah. there to make you think it's night. But I'm like, they shot this at like 11 a.m. Like, <laughs> there's no way this was shot at nighttime. But, yeah, that seems. But at the likely. same time, none of that is going to take away from my enjoyment of this movie. Nope. Good. It's perfect as is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, there is something about it that it is so, like, hyper-idyllic and everybody is so just, like, kind and nice and friendly and people are breaking into song and, like you do in a musical, all the extras just know the song numbers because that's how this works. Um, mm-hmm. That, like, you're being overwhelmed by how how just nice it is that you're really not taking the time and, frankly, you'd be wasting your time if you were to, like, nitpick the craft largely because the the stuff that they spent time on is like like the actual numbers themselves are so good yeah it's true the the choreography and the Mm -hmm. way that they film it is all just like joyous it's very clear what's happening it's very clean it's funny like have either of you gone back and watched the first mamma mia yet uh i haven't had time but i am absolutely against the rules it's not against the rules we actually we we do that pretty regularly um I just haven't had a chance because I watched this. What day is it today? Tuesday. I watched this on Sunday. So okay. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet either. I figured it would only be fair for me to come to terms with how I feel about this one before going back to see the Absolutely. other one. Yeah, I mean, I will say one thing about the first one is like it is um, out of control the way that they filmed that movie. Like yeah, it's, it's very really insane. Like a lot of like very different stuff or like. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So spinning cameras, spinning. crash zooms, um, camera, <laughs> oh. a crane just like zooming around. They, Did they, they shoot this a, like a, an a, Evil Dead movie? Kinda. Yeah. They, <laughs> they took a theater. It was the theater director. I think it was the director of the original Broadway production of Mamma Mia. That I could be wrong. And they gave her the movie, and she was just like, "Cameras? How do those? Like, what do those do?" <laughs> what and it do just is. It's it's bonkers. I don't know. I think it works though. It I does. Wouldn't, it's great. I wouldn't other way yeah it's got that like manic energy that um 
the older cast brings to these movies. Yeah. And <laughs> since the first movie is more older cast than younger cast, since there's not the like past timeline right. of Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> um, it works really well. It's like, it's, it's older people singing and dancing while the camera is just hurled violently around. <laughs> um, and the lenses are just like throttled and zoomed, like, like out of control. It's, it's, it's pretty great. You're making this sound. Favorite is when Meryl Streep like runs across the whole island. Yes. Like the whole entire island. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's just like a drone shot. Um, it's like an unbelievably long lens. That's like tracking <laughs> her. Yeah. And um, there's also this great number. That's just Meryl Streep rolling around on a rooftop while the camera <laughs> crash zooms in and out on her face. Oh, I need to watch this movie. Fuck? Yeah. Well, do you know what the it's song amazing. is for that? What song could you possibly be Mama singing? Mia. Yeah, it's Mamma Mia. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's... yeah, and if I told you the actions, like if I told you the context of the scene, you'd only be more excited. It's, okay. it's really... Well, I'm going to get to this as soon as humanly possible. Um, yeah. Also, I will say continuity between Here We Go Again and Mamma Mia Prime uh, is oh, non-existent. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, okay. no, they do a horrible job of that. Well, they, it just kind of makes it better. Yeah, yes. that, that, that does us a favor because it gives us less to feel like we missed. I will say, <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like I simultaneously missed everything and nothing because, like, there's the mm-hmm. flashback. So it's like, I have everything I need here. There's clearly information I don't have, but, like, who cares? Yeah. I will say. Sorry for both, really, but it's just like the details are just whack. not at all yeah. matching up. Yes. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, here we go again, lacks like a ton of crazy camera movement, but the scene transitions that they're doing, there's like ev- no scene can be uh, just, we can't just cut to a scene. That's not allowed. We have to like phase out of a painting or somebody has to appear in a mirror <laughs> or she's holding a postcard <laughs> that is actually yeah, the place. Yeah, that energy never learn. lets up. Um, yeah. But like, I loved those. I kept taking note of that because I feel like it also adds to a very like, storybook quality to the whole thing of very mm-hmm. sort of seamless transitions from like x to y place or like we were just on this french promenade and we've phased through this painting into a napoleon themed restaurant just in time for me to really boldly proposition you and then sing waterloo and i'm just like fuck yeah inject that into my veins i don't care this is great (laughs) waterloo is probably my favorite number in that movie there's just such an unbelievable sense of joy and dumb fun to it yeah it's so like yeah i feel like the the dancing queen though dancing queen is pretty special dancing queen (laughs) it all just thrives on euphoria in such a way that it makes it hard to choose (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're like i love all of these like i don't want to make a call here yeah, because I, I I do think um yeah let's just let's let's do this let's talk about like what our favorite number we probably think it is because I I'm sitting here again and I know literally about thirty minutes ago I said I thought I knew what it was and I think I might be changing my mind just <laughs> sitting here thinking about it it still might be why did it have to be me exclusively for um Lily James and uh, Josh Dillon fucking around on that boat together because they look like they're having yeah. more fun than two people have ever had. True. <laughs> and just like, True. just like singing about just goofing around and like being unfairly seduced. And I'm just like, sure, love that. And then <laughs> the other guy shows up and he's sad. And I'm like, I get it. I get, I get it. I know what we're doing. Um, I, I do think they did a pretty good job casting the young Stellan Skarsgård and the young Pierce Brosnan. Totally. The 
The young uh, Colin Firth does not, not look anything close to Colin. It looks like Matt Smith. Well, here's the thing, and it's the same thing. Like Lily James just doesn't look like Meryl Streep. You couldn't no, even. But she's so it. good. But she, she's. I, I think I did write a note that just says Lily James is so good. Like I think mm-hmm. I took the time to write that in a notebook because I just really needed to get it down. Um, she captures the Meryl spirit. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I loved her too. And I think just like I guess the Meryl spirit probably is the spirit of the movie, but like in just the spirit of the movie more generally, because like she's constantly just like radiating this like really powerful kind of like presence the whole time. Yeah. I think it, like even from the second when they when they jump into that um when I kissed the teacher, which gave me like so much weird tonal whiplash the second it happened. <laughs> Cause she, so she's giving this like kind of lame speech and then I was grappling with like the outfit and like the lyrics of the <laughs> song at the same time and trying to decide which was more shocking to me. And I, I was like, I was struggling to figure like out where to focus my like, mental energy. The room started spinning. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um, but like, and then just through every song number, like whether it's like, oh, this is the sad one or this is like the I'm having fun with my friends or this is the pick me up. Like she's just crushing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's so good. This is the first yeah, time. Yeah, that movie made me a huge fan of hers. Yeah, this is a, I actually think uh, Liam and I are going to get a chance to talk about her again soon because we're going to be doing the, the 2015 Cinderella movie. Um, oh, she some point. Start- yeah. I actually yeah. haven't watched it. Yeah, I, I, I see it, but... yeah. So any any excuse to talk more about her, I will take at this point, um, because yeah, she's really great. And then it is kind of interesting how I I don't think that there's anybody who's not really like carrying their weight. I think early on I wasn't mm-hmm. totally sold on Pierce Brosnan. That took a second of like getting used to that. But um, well, his energy is so much lower than everyone else's yeah. at the beginning because he's yeah. mourning. That's yeah, true. He's but sad, even Pierce. His, even yeah. his morning seems pretty not like he like he's clearly sad but he's not like deep in the throes of grief you know what i mean like right there there's it's still got that sort of pos- that not that like underlying positivity of like this is a mama mia movie i weirdly think part of that is that the movie kind of plays coy about whether or not she's dead mm-hmm. for like half of the runtime yeah. it's not like you you, you you're they're, they're like, I wish Donna was here. And I feel like there's like a chunk of time after that first Pierce Brosnan scene, or maybe it's just that it's towards the end of that scene where someone explicitly says like, she's dead. She's not alive <laughs> yeah. anymore. Well, Cause we went into it not knowing like when they released mm. it in theaters, you knew that there was a new Mamma Mia and you knew that Meryl was in it, but you didn't know like the trailers kind of implied oh. that trailers, she wasn't like heavily implied that she was dead. Yeah. But like nobody wanted to believe it. Yeah, it was a shocking thing. Well, it, it seems was really like a upsetting. really bold choice to be like, yeah, we're not bringing Meryl Streep back. Well, cuz it's mm-hmm. weird. When I sat down to watch it, I was under the impression that Meryl Streep just wasn't in it. Cuz I oh. like cause she's not she doesn't feature prominently in anything that i had seen about it or like the poster if she's on it i just straight up didn't notice whenever i was looking up this movie before i watched it so right i knew she was really prominent in the first one but then um yeah as we got later so the reveal when she shows up in the movie i was like dude holy shit <laughs> she's here <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah. already and it's like it's it's such like a 
it almost feels like hokey because it's like such an angelic presence the way they present Meryl Streep, like bathed in white light. <laughs> like she's um, literally God emerging yeah. in a church. Yeah, it's yes. it's so fucked. It's so good. I love, yeah, we're, we're, I love the way she's featured in the like credits. Oh, totally. Too. Yeah, she just rolls in. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that at which point she is absolutely on a green screen because no, she did not show. Oh, yeah. With yeah no, yeah, no. There's no way at all. That's that's the most <laughs> yeah. egregious example I think of like. Um, oh yeah. This person was not on set that day. Um, Liam, what was your Meryl barometer at going into this movie? <laughs> we may as well. Oh man. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know she was going to be in this either. Um, I didn't. I didn't even think of her as someone that isn't in this movie because I didn't know she was in the first one. So I, th- I thought she was. I thought she was not going to be in this movie as much as she's not in like most movies I watch. You know, because she can only be in so many movies. So, sure. so I, I started to get. Uh, I don't know at what point I was tipped off that um, I knew Lily James was playing someone younger and that that someone had been in the previous movie. But uh, you checked. T- talk and you saw there was a rumor that Meryl Streep might mm-hmm. be in Mamma Mia Here We Go Again. <laughs> so when that big reveal came and I recognized Meryl Streep's face and knew that she actually did some acting for the movie, I it, it was super like revelatory. It felt like a big moment just because I, I know she's a huge actress and so the fact that they had her and they they kept it you know close to their chest for a good chunk of the movie, I, I kind of respected that. I thought that was pretty rad. Yeah, it does seem really bold that the narrative choice was we're not bringing back Meryl Streep. Maybe. Yeah. Like, that's that seems like... I think that might have been more Meryl's choice. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't she not do sequels? Yeah. Fair enough. So. Yeah, just like she wouldn't show up for Reds 2 or Sophie's second choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's second choice. That's a, that's yeah. a good sequel title. Yeah. If only we could actually cover that movie. On this show, yeah, Sophie's choice. Here we go again. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer versus Spy versus Spy. Yeah. This time, the kid's divorcing both parents. <laughs> they, they have to decide which parent to keep. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's weird. I really don't. I don't know what to do other than just like get really excited about everything in this movie. That's like where my, that's where that's my pretty brain much all is there at. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're at- Asking about favorite numbers, uh, yeah. I will say that I think Stealth, the, the maybe the, the most exciting number in the movie for me every time I watch it is Kisses on Fire. Oh, yeah. The song's that, that constantly stuck in my head. Yeah. yeah, that guy gives the most amazing performance. I don't know who he is. I've never even Googled it, and I never will. Okay, then I, I won't just tell want you, because I could tell you, but I refuse. Like a mythical presence? Yeah. Yeah, well, and he's, he's uh, got a really chaotic <laughs> vibe. Like... Oh, he yeah. does. Absolute chaos energy <laughs> is just brought to the film the second he shows I up. Love him. You don't know what he's gonna do at any given moment. <laughs> like, is he gonna know, like this? Is he gonna dislike he's a it? Threat? Like, it's true. <laughs> is he dangerous? Should I be worried? Nope. Just another nice person who loves other people. Yeah, that number is low key great for sure. Liam, what about you? Um, I think what's what's gonna stick out to me is is uh the stretch from Mamma Mia to Dancing Queen. I'm looking at the the soundtrack here, and it looks like Angel Eyes was in between. And I'd yeah, say, I, say, I think oh. that's Kirby's favorite. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, okay. yes. That that was the stretch where I really started to uh, realize how much I was liking all the music because before that, the reason I say that I don't think I liked the movie is because I was just it was 
totally unprecedented yeah. for me. One, to watch something <laughs> that is so like joyous for this podcast because we don't see stuff like that we that really is just don't. so bright and happy. Really dour trash. Yeah, like there's dour trash that I love, but we, we don't see movies that have this kind of vibe. And so for a lot of it, it just felt like like the episodes of Riverdale that I don't like, where it was just too cheesy and the musical numbers, um, the way they weaved in and out of them. I felt like I would rather be listening to the soundtrack or just even like listening to different music, to be honest, because I've never heard ABBA before. And so I was just so I didn't know the kind of music I was going to be hearing. And then by the time the movie had been on for a, about an hour or so, and we get to Mamma Mia, and um, I'm able to latch on to that chorus, um, and I realized how much I was bobbing along to the music. I think there were a few tracks before that that had caught me as well, but it was when Mamma Mia played that I realized, oh shit, Like this is, this is a bop. I'm jamming to the music <laughs> in this movie. And then Angel Eyes came on right after, and I thought that song was so beautiful and awesome, and I loved that song. That would probably be my favorite. And then the fact that that got uh, bookended with Dancing Queen, which was the song that I knew I recognized, I was just like, oh shit, this movie is actually slapping right now. <laughs> and uh, and so I feel like... I'm imagining uh, you muttering I, that out loud to yourself <laughs> as you're watching. Like, like Brianna's like next to you, like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Oh God, this movie's slapping right now. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I dictate all my notes for this podcast. Mm. So I was just pacing around my room with a voice recorder like, this movie's fucking slapping. This is sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was uh, around Mamma Mia where that big turn happened. I'd say Angel Eyes was my favorite. And then in terms of the nine or so songs that came before that, I would, I would have to go back and watch the movie again to be refreshed. And I think I'm going to like all those songs a lot more because now I you know i've warmed up to uh to the music you know a lot of times when you listen to an album for the first time uh it's not until the second or third time that you really start to realize what you're hearing and you're able to get a grip on when songs end and start and what's what yeah. and so uh but angel eyes was the one that really stuck out to me yeah and kirby it sounded like you also thought angel eyes was the big go-to so good and i <laughs> I just think that Christine Baranski and Julie Walters are like the Mamma Mia MVPs, mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah. And they the really like and Gildenstern of of Mamma Mia. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a good. That's good. They are just the best. They have the best like energy together, and they're like their comic presence is so good. And they, I don't really think that they get enough time in this movie they get a lot more in the first one and so like that paired with just i mean angel eyes is an amazing song mm-hmm. so like it's unbeatable <laughs> yeah no it's it's hard to argue with that i will say too um i found that the the actresses that they got um jessica keenan Wynn and uh, alexa davies to do the christine baranski julie walters i thought they were also really good so, oh, they were yeah perfect. it's it was yeah. it was like and that's why it's so funny Astonishing. it's so funny looking at the casting because you're like lily james doesn't look like meryl streep at all these two are the spinning image of the other two people that they're playing yeah they are clones yes. <laughs> like, yeah it's like they specifically the actress who plays christine brant oh, yeah. i'm like what the fuck it's basi- yeah it's basically this? just I how did you do this? Did this, but <laughs> for it yeah and um she was in a big broadway show that actress but i can't oh, remember was yeah. she one of the shares in the share show was that it? Was there, was there multiple shares? I don't know her from yeah, anything Yeah, there's a share musical with three shares. Uh, we yeah. need to talk about Cher in this movie, too, because 
We do need to talk the about the sheriff. Yeah. Can we talk also, about like Fernando. We need. I to, mean, yeah, we that's... need to. Oh God! <laughs> it's so much. Um. So the re- okay. So the reveal of Cher. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody goes, "What's that?" A noise? hero's entrance. And there's like there's like a military style shot of a helicopter, which is hilarious. Yeah. And then as as the, helicopter- as the song "Money Money Money" plays <laughs> yeah. in like a Hans Zimmer esque like deep bass full <laughs> oh, orchestration my it's my favorite thing yeah in the world. it's almost like a monster movie theme <laughs> kicks in yeah. it cuts yeah. to her landing and somehow there is already a mercedes-benz with security detail there we don't know how it got yes. there but Cher can just create these <laughs> things as needed and then yeah you mm-hmm. get like this slow motion reveal of her walking up the stairs with like shock white hair all white fit basically twirling a cane and you're just mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, yeah she's I, the riddler I, <laughs> you can probably hear it in my voice. I did not know what to do. Like I jumped. Yeah. I was like jumping around my room. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> did you know Cher was coming? No. <laughs> oh no, I, I have no idea. Because uh, I obviously oh, wow. I saw that like somebody didn't get an invite, and I'm like, "Well, it's probably that person." I didn't know it was gonna be Cher. So, so was... did your brain just break when you saw who it was? <laughs> I, I well, especially because we hadn't. I don't think we had seen a ton of i don't remember if we had seen meryl up to that point or not but just because like the role seemed so small that i'm like they got share for this <laughs> like she's yeah. just sort of showing up just to do like two songs and um yeah i i i really i had no idea what was happening i was i went to a, like a i transcended i went somewhere else when that scene happened i don't know it really does like push you over the edge you like almost forget that it's coming and you're in such a like ecstatic place and then they're like no 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 no. there's still share <laughs> we haven't even got to the share <laughs> and you just black out yeah <laughs> but her song with eddie garcia is so good it's really good the, it, the fireworks the, it's the just fireworks are so much yeah like so over the top oh yes. but it's perfect who lit them <laughs> no, well, they did mention they asked him if the fireworks were going to be ready. I'm like, uh, and he said yes. I guess he knew to cue them for Cher's unexpected arrival. I don't know how they really planned that part. And again, I, I think it's one of those things where everyone knows each other's business and loves each other and so supportive in this world that the they staff knew was, that was like, the this, moment. Is, "This is when we need to set off these fireworks." Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> oh man, and then yeah, her rendition of fernando oh Mm -hmm. because that's a song i already knew and liked a lot so i was like and then like she just yells fernando and i'm just like oh here we go it's happening oh yeah (laughs) and she's just talk about the fact that after this movie Cher went on to make not one but two abba cover albums yes wait what yeah. Yes. Oh, dude, I'm over the tour. The Avatar. So much. Yeah, she did a whole tour. Yeah. Thank you for telling it's me everything. that because I, <laughs> I have to get in a car after this, and I know what I'm listening to. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um, she also notably told Amanda Seyfried on set that she dodged a bullet by breaking up with Dominic Cooper. <laughs> In real life, she hates. Holy she hates. Shit. Dominic she doesn't Cooper. seem to have any reason why. <laughs> no. She just does. I feel like when you're someone of shares like profile, you can choose a couple people that you unjustifiably hate, and nobody can question yeah. you on it. Yes. 
Um, Honestly, been around the you block. can't question Cher on no. anything no. at all ever. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, no, that that number. So, and there's something about the fact that she's like literally up on a pedestal. Like, yeah, where oh, she yeah. belongs. <laughs> Truly, it's a contract. So, Kirby and I went to see her in Vegas. Um, like specifically drove out to Vegas to see Cher. Right. Yeah. And naturally, uh, she was in her like 70s, I think, when we saw the show. And she looked hotter than anyone I know in real life. Um, her body was unbelievable. She had her whole ass out in like multiple costumes and talked about doing like a seven minute no, plank. No, no, it was a nine minute plank. Nine minute plank. She's I like, like I can finally do a like, nine minute plank. Kirby's like, no, no, get it right. It was nine minutes. This is important. How <laughs> dare you deny her those two minutes? <laughs> she also sounded so on point despite being like of advanced age, like musically. And. To the extent where you wonder, like, is she lip syncing? Wouldn't be a big deal if she were. Like, this show is so extent, like, it's so fun to watch. But at a certain point, she tripped over a cable and like stumbled and stopped singing. And it was like, oh no, she's really singing all of this. Yeah, this is really happening. Awesome. Holy shit! Yeah, um, that's great because I have a couple experiences like going to concerts of um, like people who have been around for a long time, and you're like getting them in the twilight years, basically. And um, I'm I'm like fifty fifty on that. Paul McCartney was really good. But like Bob Dylan was like not there. Uh, so I like, hear he's I hear he's not great. Oh my god, Just, that yeah. dude couldn't give a fuck right now. <laughs> like Yeah. Um We've mostly been had pretty good luck with that. Had, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean Dolly Parton was Incredible. amazing. Yeah. Diana Ross was really good too. She was. She was she was definitely more slowed down, I would say, yes. than like Dolly or Cher were, but yeah. she was Dolly really and good. Cher were like doing exactly what they yeah. were doing. 40 years yeah. ago. And uh, Brian Wilson didn't oh, get up from his piano no, when we saw I, him. He didn't do that was for peak us Brian Wilson. Yeah. He was definitely Pete Brian Wilson. Yeah. There were a couple of songs where he was just like, one, two, three, four, five. Here's another one. Yeah. And it would just start playing a song. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he oh, sounds oh, okay. great, though. Yeah, he does. Um, was it like a yeah. weird, like, yeah. leopard print yeah, chair? I want to see if it was the same chair. <laughs> do you remember? I think so. Because, yeah. yeah. It was at the Hollywood Bowl. So we were sitting about three miles away. Okay. Uh, I managed to see him. We were like right up at the front. They randomly played the Ottawa Jazz Festival for no clear reason. (laughs) Okay. And uh, yeah, there was basically, there was a bunch of old people in lawn chairs and then me and four of my friends and we were like 19 years old, like standing up at the front. Wow. Like, oh my God, (laughs) like losing our minds. Holy shit. Yeah, it was was pretty wild. I feel like that's special. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, um, it was it was just like one of those things where it's like almost a fluke because like they weren't advertising it very well, so we just sort of heard about it and it's like oh there's still tickets like okay great let's go, <laughs> good yeah good choice, Liam what do do you go see old musicians? Dude no I grew up in <laughs> such a small town that no one if any old musicians oh, yeah, came to my like town nowhere. they were like. They were lost. That's exactly that's exactly right. <laughs> they were lost and like um they were they were either like looking for a couple dollars to do a show because no one's seen them for the last twenty years, or they were homeless and ended up there. No they one just walk out of the woods asking if anybody in Kenora wants to watch a show. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think uh, who's an old musician? I saw. Does Daughtry count as old? His hits like fifteen years old, right? <laughs> he, he came to Kenora. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Beyond that, no, man. Um, I, I haven't seen any guys, old. You guys positions. got Rob Schneider, though. We did have Rob oh Schneider. God. He he was around for for a summer. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you don't know if you should be excited about the presence of Rob Schneider. I certainly wasn't even back then. 
did you guys notice that the Dosekis guy is in this movie? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One mean, of the most bizarre cameos. <laughs> Because it's not like it's exciting, but it's also not disappointing because it's so weird. It's so you're just, mostly just like, oh, like okay, this the, sure the roller coaster I went on watching this movie. Right when I thought I yeah. was like clear, like there's no way there could possibly be any more. Yeah, fucking Dosecki. Here guy. comes Dosecki's. Yeah, the most interesting man in the world, or whatever. Stay thirsty, my friends. This whole <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> bizarre. And I'm um, yeah. Oh man. Um, also, just to your point about Cher still looking great, I did make my entire Letterboxd review. Just everyone in this movie is preposterously hot. Was yeah. all I really had to say about that. Dude, wait until you see Christine Baranski in the first Mamma Mia. Oh my god, you're in She has the horniest song in the movie. It's pretty... Maybe in the world. Possibly history, yeah. <laughs> Somebody call Guinness because it might be a record for horniest performance. Definitely, yeah. Well... <laughs> I'll make sure I have something for the inevitable nosebleed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Man, this has been so... This feels like what a Mamma Mia movie podcast is supposed to feel like, which is just yeah. just joyously bouncing around from nonsense topics and just the celebration of feeling good <laughs> about something. There's really yeah. no other way to process the movie. There's no logical... Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. like I think it's genuinely a great movie. I think they yeah. did a really good job. I think the things that are... Like the things that people might watch and say like, oh, that's corny or that's like not done well. It's not that it's not done well. It's that it's embracing so blindly this like optimism and niceness that it's almost disarming. But all of the relationships Mm -hmm. in the movie are, that's what love feels like. Like it's not, it's not absurd. It's not fake. It's just a very theatrical way of depicting it. Because they even managed to make like the guys coming on to Donna very strongly not feel incredibly gross um yeah because they're, they're pretty human. forward and they managed yeah they managed to thread the needle which i have no idea how they did that but it's impressive it it's is really especially impressive. considering it's like written and directed by men yeah you know <laughs> it's yeah this, it could have really been a mess but it just is what it is and if you can meet it there you're gonna have the most fun you've ever had mm-hmm. i can't wait to I will watch say, it like old parker so for Kirby's birthday this year, uh, seeing as we were on lockdown, we we watched Mamma Mia. Here we go again on Zoom with like thirty friends. Yeah, you had mentioned that. maybe yeah. maybe forty. Um, yeah. <laughs> so and, and I'd like tweeted about it, and Old Parker like found the tweet. He's still like searching Mamma Mia. Here we go again on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. which, God love him. The man cares about his work. Oh, uh, we could have got him on. And, Missed uh, opportunity. Well. He followed me, so I'm hoping that he will see this uh, when I share it, and I'm hoping that he will listen to this podcast because he deserves to know the joy that he sparks in people. Yeah, no, uh, totally. With this movie. Um, I think he's attached to the third one if they do the third God, one. God, I hope. Yeah. I can't wait to watch this movie like eight more times. Yep. I'm probably, I feel like I'm gonna wind up, we're going to wind up watching <laughs> it tonight. watching it tonight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to watch the first one, though. Oh. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know how that goes. Liam, do you want to try and watch it like together? Because we don't live that far away. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so down. I think that would be great. I totally understand why you guys put this on whenever you have people around because you either get super into it and just have a good time basically doing what we've been doing for the last hour, talking over it and talking about it, or you just aren't into it, but 
it's even if it's a movie you don't like, there's not really anything to be offended at or upset about. You would just hang out with your friends and the movie would be on, you know, like it's it's totally it's just one of those movies that exists for people to love. And there's not really much room for hatred because the movie is so bright. So it's nice to have one of those. Yeah, definitely. I also will say, I don't think I know anyone personally, at least who has seen these movies and does not love them. Yeah, I don't know. You, I think the sure only they know someone and they just don't tell us because they know how <laughs> they know feel better. about yeah. them. They know that I'll fucking show up at their house like a chain and <laughs> start whapping them. Yeah. I think like maybe if you, the person caught it on a re- like they were just having a bad day, but even then, I think like mm-hmm. no, it would just fix the day you were having. <laughs> like yeah. there's no in between. Oh man, this has been so fun, and I could just keep going but at a certain point that probably stops being like good audio entertainment and it just becomes it just spirals into just saying a recognizable thing from the movie and everybody claps and goes i love that and uh (laughs) i don't know if we need to do that part but um i do want to encourage everybody listening to to watch both of them i'm just gonna go ahead and plant my flag on the first one too i have no doubt i'm gonna love the shit out of that so everybody go watch that. Um, everybody go watch the sequel. Tell us everything about it, all the thoughts and feelings that you have, uh, because you're going to have a lot of them. And I'm going to probably watch this like once a month for the rest of my life, I think is where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good Welcome. call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't, I, I genuinely like, I, it's just, it, you, I was so caught off guard by how much I liked it. Oh man, yeah. I'm I'm so glad we have this on record, Corey. This is going to be such a wicked hour of entertainment to show to your kids 20 years from now when you're like, yo, this is where my love for Mamma Mia started. Yeah, when they're like catching Mamma Mia 7, uh, set in like cyberpunk, cyber grease. <laughs> cyber grease. Dude, that, and it's like dubstep remixes of ABBA songs because that's all we have anymore. <laughs> sure, it's the, the A-bots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait actually here's here's a good question before before we get out so um how quickly do you think will be the first time your new child sees mama mia immediately immediately yeah. as soon yeah. as we get back and from that the hospital, feels we're we get turning mama mia yeah. <laughs> yeah she's got her little swing we're gonna just put it in front of the tv and just throw on mama mia we've already like discussed what songs from mama mia will be lullabies yes that's true yeah. That's so good. Aw, oh, man. That makes me so happy. True story about Kirby's... Uh, she Kirby has a much younger brother and sister, and when they were basically babies when the first Mamma Mia came out, um, it was the only movie they would watch because... Because it wasn't say? scary. Yeah. <laughs> Not like uh, or The Wizard of Oz. Right. Dude. It was literally, they were like, it's the only movie that isn't scary. So that's the only movie we'll watch. That is the perfect endorsement of the movie. Like, we've just yeah, condensed it all scary. into one thing. It's the only movie that won't scare a child. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's so great. It is. Man, that's awesome. Well, everybody, do 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 what you got to do when you finish listening to this. Go listen to some ABBA. Go watch these movies. Go let yourself live a little. Have a little fun. If you're having a bad time, which I don't know, a lot of people probably are. Um, yeah, this- probably literally yeah. everyone is on degree yeah. on the whole planet um, right now. This will help you. 
I guarantee it. And if you don't think it did, you're lying to yourself. Watch it again. Damn right. <laughs> I, I like how I've gone from like just really excited to like threatening the adamant yeah, <laughs> over the course of yeah, this hour. That's, that's the arc. That's the arc of the yeah. Mamma Mia fan. Yeah. So doesn't um, take much. <laughs> I'll let um I'll let everybody uh get out of here. I know that you're sitting on an uncomfortable plastic chair over there, which is not great for anybody. Um, but thank you. Definitely for, not for pregnant. No, I think that's probably bad. And thank you for taking <laughs> the time to do that for this show. Thank you both so much for coming on. This oh, was really Mama fun. Mia, Mama Mia anytime. Okay. Well, <laughs> when Mama Mia 3 comes out, you're welcome back. We'll do it all over again. Hell yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I just hope that it's an origin story about the mysterious war that uh, Fernando was in during which he met. That's what I was yeah. thinking about too. Cause like, yeah. They're just talking about a war, but like the song is very specific, but the movie's very nondescript about it. I think it's supposed <laughs> to be like the Cuban Revolution, to be honest. Yeah. So it's hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't keep going. I'll just I'll just keep doing that. I'll just keep having comments. I mean, forever. look, that's my pitch. That's what I want. I want them to do it like Russian doll style, where like you have your sequel that is about Sophie's child having their fir- first love, and so you get like little kids covering ABBA songs. Um, and grandma, of course, great grandma, I guess, uh, Cher is like, Oh, let me tell you about my first love. And then you get your flashback stories with young Cher and Fernando. That's what I'm hoping for. That would be good. And I will write it on spec if they will, uh, <laughs> if anybody's listening, if old Parker is listening, yeah, old, if you're listening to this, please let me in. I have ideas. Actually, and also, we do have a soundboard button for this that I want to get in there because we do have a button that is just please make another one. So do that, everybody. Please make another one of those. Oh, no, I hit the button and didn't share it. You guys didn't hear that. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I was like, why didn't that work? Nobody reacted. At yeah, all. I was like, it's I don't get this. Bit, it's because I didn't Corey turn it on. Ah, uh, well, it's in there. You guys can discover what that button said later. Can't wait. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, man. this is how Corey always. This is how Corey tricks me to listen to every episode back. <laughs> you, you know, I've, I've crossed the point where I was getting like too stoked on the movie because I'm forgetting to do yeah. like basic things about how this show works. Yeah, no, that's good. That's the level of energy everyone should be bringing to their Mamma Mia fandom. It's just <laughs> stepping on like a series of rakes. Yeah, yeah. and being grateful every time because it's an excuse to think yeah. about Mamma Mia more. Oh, for sure. Um. <laughs> yes, okay. yeah let's uh let's get out of here before i make any more embarrassing follies and foils um but yeah i don't know what that's supposed to mean man uh <laughs> thank you to everybody for thanks listening. for having us yeah uh yeah, thanks, thanks for, for listening us. to this episode of they made another one you can find us all over the internet on twitter at they made another all one word and on letterboxd at tmao You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as they made another one. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your favorite number from Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And the custom-made soundboard clip that only I heard is courtesy of Jason DeLine, who you can find on Instagram at DeLineMan. Liam, where can people find you? You guys can find my film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. And Ben in Kirby, what would you like to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Leisure Fan Club or on Twitter at Kirby Meckler. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Meckler. Watch Keepo on Netflix. Cool. And uh, with all that out of the way, 
we are gonna go probably all of us watch Mamma Mia again and yes. um yeah yeah inevitably and uh <laughs> you can catch us here next week for more they made another one 